Welcome to this installment of Living Legends. Today we have an absolutely amazing guest who is not really a guest but is a member, uh, Bob Pointer, who teaches Sunday school, has been here for decades, uh, mm -hmm. has done a variety of other things with our ministry, but also has an absolutely amazing story in the world of sprinting and really even beyond in teaching. And so uh, we'll get a chance to talk more into that. But first, let me get a chance. Anything that you want to say in opening to introduce yourself to our wonderful audience and even more so to our congregation. Well, I'd like to say that uh, I am so blessed uh, to, to be here. I've, I've been at Emmanuel longer than I can remember. <laughs> and uh, yet uh, I've always enjoyed being here and learning the word. And so, uh, again, I, th I thank you for inviting me as being uh, one of the legends that I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> don't know about. And uh, so thank you, uh, Pastor, for inviting me uh, to be part of uh, this Black History celebration. Absolutely. That's exactly it. So this Black History Month, we want to be intentional to highlight members and those who are affiliated with our church who've done amazing, great things. Uh, one of the challenges, uh, and as you know well, is being able to communicate this history forward. So they don't always think that we're starting all over again, but there are so many people who've done really great work that we really get a chance to build off of. And you are one of those people, oh. even to my own chagrin. It's like, oh, uh, Pastor, you know, Bob Pointer's done this and everything. And then all of a sudden, one day, I'm listening to a podcast with Malcolm Gladwell. And whose voice shows up? <laughs> None other than your own as he starts to tell the story of Speed City. So maybe the first question we open up with is, you know, what got you into track? that led you to be a part of Speed City? Well, you know, it's funny. I'm from uh, Pasadena, California. And uh, Pasadena is a, a city of the Rose Bowl. And it's real famous, the Rose Parade. Mm -hmm. And that's where I was born. And being an African-American and being born in Pasadena, it's kind of rare for someone my age. But uh, that was me. and. When I look at, uh, I look back, uh, I had a, growing up, I had a lot of heroes mm -hmm. uh, in Pasadena who were outstanding athletes. Mm -hmm. Some of them, a lot of people are aware of, of say, people like Jackie Robinson. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jackie Robinson and my family were real close because they came from Georgia together. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, my mother was from a place called Thompson, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And they were from outside of that. They were from another part of Georgia. It was close by. And they wound up being close friends. And why they moved to Pasadena, I don't know. So I was uh, very fortunate uh, to have a mom. My dad came from Kansas, from Fort Scott, Kansas. Okay. And by way of Tennessee. And he wound up, he was one of the early... Uh, uh, African-Americans had moved west to Pasadena uh, for better opportunities. Mm -hmm. And the background I had was that I had a, 
uh, a mother, uh, only job she could get was as, as a, kind of as a maid. Yeah. And that's what she did, you know. And she, she worked hard. Uh, she worked six days a week, seven days a week a lot of times, and she could come on once a month. Wow. And wow. my father was a janitor, and he worked six months. So me being an only child, I was left alone a lot and kind of raised up by him and an extended family, which lived all around us. So how did I get involved in track? Well, we used to, in those days, kids played. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you ran and you played all sports. Mm -hmm. It didn't make any difference what it was. And we used to race. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to finish fourth in the races. Hmm. And so I get beat. And so that was fine because I had a lot of fast kids, you know, in my neighborhood at, in the elementary school. Mm -hmm. I went to Garfield Elementary. And as a result of racing, uh, I just kind of did it. And then they wanted to form a relay team of the four fastest to go against another part of the city. And they wanted me on the team because I was the fourth fastest, <laughs> you know, to make up a good relay team. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to join because if I couldn't win, I didn't want to be a part. <laughs> so what they did was uh, the, the teacher uh, decided to have a, a mock race uh, during uh, the lunchtime, mm -hmm. and they let me win. And I thought I was hot stuff. <laughs> so then I joined the team. <laughs> you know? So they had to trick me into it. And then, you know, I was all right, and mm -hmm. I was running the races, and I finished fourth. Mm -hmm. And, and then that was fine. Mm -hmm. But something happened, you know, like, you know, God had a plan for me, mm -hmm. and I kept getting better and better. Mm -hmm. And I, I got to the point where I could beat them, but mm -hmm. I thought they were faking it. You know, I thought they were letting right. me win. Right. You know? And then all of a sudden, I became uh, one that became a star. By the time I got in junior high school, hmm. I was beating everybody in the whole area. Wow. And I didn't even know I was good. <laughs> I just thought I was just all right. You know? And then, all of a sudden, I'm in junior high, and they, they, I qualified for the high school division mm -hmm. in junior high <laughs> and stuff. And then I wound up going, first time I'd ever been out of the area, I started, I went to, to the section meet, southern mm -hmm. section, which is the toughest section in California. Wow. And I did all right, I got mm -hmm. fifth. Okay. <laughs> and stuff, and I thought, well, you know, that's all right, you know. So that's basically how I found out and then when I got to high school, I was winning races, but on slow tracks. Hmm. And I didn't know that I was any good at all. I thought I was just all right. Mm -hmm. and, it, and the press, I started getting press uh, yes. stories telling me that this guy is up and coming and so on. And I didn't pay attention to it because <laughs> I, well, you know, I looked at my times on a slow track, yeah. and I looked at other people's, and they were faster than me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I wound up uh, as a, I think as a junior, uh, finishing second in the hundred and winning the two 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 twenty at that time. Wow. So I became a double winner 
at that time. And all this time, I just thought I was all right. <laughs> you know, you're doing pretty good for being all right. Yeah. <laughs> and then they say, "Well, you're gonna you're gonna go to the state meet." And I didn't even know what the state meet was because I hadn't been out of Southern California. So they uh, they said you qualified for the state championship, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was held at the L.A. Coliseum. Wow. And all of a sudden, as a junior, and somehow, I won again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm California state champion in wow. the 220, second in the, in, in the 100. The next year, I'm a senior. And now, the expectations are high, you mm -hmm. know, because... Look what you did junior year. Yeah. And so, I get on, and I won... Uh, that at that particular time, I won the, the 200, and I, I got, an, I think, another place in the 100. The 100 is a hard race because, mm -hmm. you know, I, sure. so I, I did that. So that's what I, what I did. And then I, I started getting, at that time, you know, they really covered uh, sports, you know, high school sports. Mm -hmm. and, and I became somewhat of a, a star. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So then from, so this is high school, and you don't, you don't initially go to like a, a large school initially, do you? Mm -hmm. do you? So out of high school, do you go to a large college or what's... Okay, now this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Now as a senior, uh, the, uh, if, if you know anything about USC, it's right across the street from the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what happened to me was that the coach of USC tried to recruit me. Okay, he wanted me to become. And they had a guy named Charles Dumas, who was the first high jumper to jump seven foot from Centennial High. And they had another guy named Charles Lindsay from Manual Arts. That's a school that my wife went to. Okay. In, in, in the inner cities mm -hmm. of, of Los Angeles. And so, they were going to recruit me as the third uh, African American at wow. USC. Wow! And I, that would have been me. <laughs> but the problem uh, dealing with education mm -hmm. is that I was a pretty decent student, but I just took courses. I didn't take the right courses because hmm. I because I didn't have any counseling. Okay. And I didn't know, you know. What you One to course do. from another, and mm -hmm. my parents didn't know either because mm -hmm. they were just regular folk. Wow! And so, uh, so they they sent me this, this these recruiting letters, and I took recruiting trips to USC, and I turned in my papers, and guess what? Hmm. I didn't qualify. Wow! And so, what they did, they recommended. They said, well, "Why don't you?" go to a community college, mm -hmm. Pasadena City College, where mm -hmm. that's where uh, Jack, Jack, uh, Jackie Robinson and mm -hmm. Mac Robinson went to that junior college. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm in the Hall of Fame there also, wow. along with them. Okay, wow. So we go, I go to Pasadena, and I run one year for the junior college level, and I win the state community college champion. Mm -hmm. So now I'm the community college state champion. And the high school was located on the junior college campus. Okay. So it wasn't hard for me to 
to make that transition. So I'm all hot to, hot to trot. You know, I think <laughs> I'm ready to go to USC. And again, academically, I'm a decent student, mm-hmm. but I'm just taking courses. Mm-hmm. And I, I had no counseling, and I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And then after that year ended, again, I applied to transfer into USC. Guess what? Turned down again. <laughs> Not the right courses. No one told me what courses to take. And that's, you know, that's where a counselor comes in from. Right. And they didn't expect uh, too many African Americans to move on. Yeah. And so I got caught up at that time. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so there, then I was, I was, uh, Applied again, got turned down again. So three times. Yeah. So they said, well, you got to go back to junior college and make up some courses. But they never told me which, which one course? to make up. <laughs> and that happens to African American students. You know, you don't, All the time. you don't have the background. Like, you know, I look at my grandkids. Mm-hmm. You know, I have one that's at USC, one's at Cal. Mm-hmm. They have excellent background because they know what you have to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. so they're great students. But in my case, hmm. you know, I didn't have a clue. Wow. All, all that time. So what was happening is that this, the next year, uh, my sophomore year, okay, I didn't run for the, 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 the community college. Okay. I didn't run at all. So I decided to join a track club. Hmm. And the track club was called the Southern California Striders. Now that happened to be one of the top clubs in the country. Okay. They had graduates from USC, UCLA, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pepperdine, uh, you know, all the big schools. Mm-hmm. And so I joined their team and I ran uh, that kind of open track. Okay. All right. So what happens is that that ends that year ended, and I, I got a chance to travel to Fresno, to Modesto, mm-hmm. all kind of places like that, because I hadn't been out of Southern California too okay. much. Okay. And so I'm traveling, and I'm getting exposure, and I had talked to Bud Winter mm-hmm. uh, uh, during my junior year, mm-hmm. and he wanted me, he told me about San Jose State. Mm-hmm. Problem is, I didn't even know where it was. <laughs> you know, San Jose State. I might as well have been on the moon. (laughs) I did not know. Mm -hmm. And as a result of being at San Jose, uh, he said, well, why don't you come to San Jose State? Hmm. Well, I had a friend, and I was taking a night class, actually on religion, Hmm. which is amazing. (laughs) And uh, this friend's name was Cleveland Williams, and he was from Michigan. And he, he was going to go to San Jose State. Okay. And he said, well, why don't you go come with me? Well, I thought about it. And uh, I had a, you know, I had a girlfriend who was <laughs> there. And I think about that. Right. That, that always helps. Yeah. <laughs> who later became my wife. Mm. Even more reason for it to help. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I'm, I'm, uh, and then my dad and my mother split up. Or they got a divorce. Mm. So my dad had the house and my mother was during there living on the job. And that's one reason why they, you know, they didn't make it. Mm. And then so my dad, uh, after he got the divorce, he decided to get remarried. Mm. 
Hmm. And the woman that he wanted to marry wanted me out of the house. <laughs> so I had to go somewhere. <laughs> Saying, Josie, here we come, right? Yeah, I couldn't go to Houston, so I, I called Bud Winter, and I said, well, I want to come to San Jose State because I could get into San Jose State. Mm. So he said, oh, yeah, we want you real bad, you know. Mm. So we had a going away party, and me and my friend jumped on the bus, came up here, sight unseen. You talking about faith. <laughs> <laughs> I had never been to San Jose. <laughs> didn't know where it was. You know, all these, we just got a bus ticket, wow. hit, hit the bus. Wow. Wound up on Post Street with our bags. Hmm. Yeah. So, so now this gets you to <laughs> San Jose State, which is like, mm -hmm. of course, we, we know it now. Even the idea of Speed City, like that, it didn't start being called Speed City really no. until until I got there. Yeah. See, because what happened at South Bay State is that I didn't know, when I, when I came to this place, I didn't see any black people. <laughs> so I said, whoa, this couldn't be a good place. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw somebody driving down the street and they waved. And if you know anything about uh, South Bay City and uh, you know, Cass Jackson. Cass Jackson is from, uh, mm -hmm. his mother was Inez Jackson, okay. head of the NAACP. Mm -hmm. His family was driving down the street and they waved. And I said, ooh, there's one. <laughs> there is somebody else here. <laughs> but in the meanwhile, I, I, we walked to the college mm -hmm. and we found out where the coach's office was and went mm -hmm. in there, so we're we here. And I said, well, where are we gonna live? Because I had no clue, you know. <laughs> and so he had a card catalog and he said, well, there's a house on 5th and St. John hmm. and a fellow's running it by the name of Charles Alexander. Hmm. Uh, they're having his, you know, his funeral uh, memorials coming up uh, this, this next week. Yeah. And wow. stuff. And he said, see him and he'll give you a room for $25. And I had a scholarship. Scholarship was called work aid, mm -hmm. where you had to work for your scholarship. Mm -hmm. So we we walked up the street and we checked in, and that became known as the Good Brothers House, hmm. you know, at that particular time. <laughs> and so then I then the coach I, I asked the coach I said, Well, when does practice start? I'm used to starting you know, in the spring. Mm -hmm. So, oh, it starts about a half hour from now, so get ready. <laughs> and the track was not close to the school, so we had to hitchhike to the, to the track. <laughs> and so we went down there, and then I met Ray Norton, wow. who was uh, coming back, and he, mm -hmm. was, uh, he was already kind of a star. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we teamed up, mm -hmm. and then as we began to win races, and people started noticing that you have two stars mm -hmm. on the same team, mm -hmm. and that was rare, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know. Especially at a, a school, that's a small school like a San Jose State, right? Yeah, and economically challenged. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and stuff, and had a dirt track, and they, <laughs> they didn't have, you know, what separates separated San Jose State from the other state schools is that Speed City. 
Mm -hmm. You know, they're known for that. They try to be known for other stuff, but mm -hmm. that's the main thing. Today, when you say San Jose State, they think of our era mm -hmm. and stuff. Wow. And so um, that's how it became known what it, what it was. And, and do you remember, what, what year did you actually get to San Jose State? Uh, I, I came there uh, late 58. Okay. And uh, I ran the 59, 59, 60, and 61 okay. at uh, San Jose. But you know, uh, you know what put San Jose State on the map? No. <clears throat> okay, we were, we would run in track meets like at Fresno, at Modesto, the mm -hmm. Coliseum, Compton, mm -hmm. uh, meets in California because of uh, much of the country was segregated. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, civil rights law, voting yeah. rights hadn't been passed until 64. Right. right. So there are certain places we didn't go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and stuff. And so we would, since we were so popular, we'd get invited all over the place. And uh, there was a, uh, a school called Abilene Christian. Hmm. And they had a sprinter by the name of Bobby Morrow and Bill, uh, Bill Woodhouse. Okay. And they were two white sprinters who, who they wanted us to, to hook up with. <laughs> You know, press wanted that. Mm -hmm. that, that. What a story, right? And they invited us to uh, to Texas because it's Abilene's in Texas, mm -hmm. and we would refuse to go because of segregation. Mm -hmm. So you, you could see the first uh, uh, beginnings. Beginning, yeah, the civil rights and and sports kind of coming together. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it was. Mm. But what put South State on the map? was that we, the coach couldn't afford much, so he would depend on meat promoters to bring in talent. Mm -hmm. And since we were the stars, they all wanted us, so they would pay for the rest of the team you know, to come. <laughs> and so we got a, an invitation to the Pennsylvania Relays. Hmm. And, and uh, I didn't even know where that was, you know. Wow. Because I'd never been east of uh, That's a f All the way across River. the country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you have no internet, you didn't have all this stuff in those days. So we got this invitation hmm. and they were gonna pay our way. Wow. So we said, all right, we jumped on the airplane <laughs> and we wound up in Philadelphia. And we ran in the pen relays, 40,000 strong. Wow. People trained. And we won all the stuff. And for the first time, the people there, they only know stuff that's going on mm -hmm. in the East. They don't mm -hmm. know anything west of the, of the Mississippi. So what they did was they, uh, they called it San Jose. They didn't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> you know, the Spanish pronouncing. Yeah, yeah. So we won and everybody was saying, ooh, they thought we were a historically black college. Because we had gold uniforms, and right. they didn't know. You know, they didn't know where it was. And so then we became known all mm -hmm. over. You know, the UPS, AP, press, mm -hmm. and all that. Wow. So we, they put that put San Jose State on the map, mm -hmm. and that's yeah, that's why people know it today. Yeah. When they think of San Jose State, what do they think of? Track. They think of track. They think of activism. Yep. <clears throat> activism. Mm -hmm. Uh, they think of sometimes Harry Edwards. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when he came, mm -hmm. you know. And so he and he comes after you. You had already left. Yeah. Okay. Except that uh, 
when he first came, he came from Fresno and mm -hmm. he stayed with us mm -hmm. in our apartment. Okay. And stuff. So I, you know, I've known him. All mm -hmm. these guys I'm talking about are my personal friends. So yeah, yeah. That's absolutely, and so, and that kind of brings us like, I mean, you have a, your hat kind of is, in many ways, is telling, telling the same story, right? Yeah, I have a, a friend of mine uh, named Lester Bond, mm -hmm. and uh, he, he's into hats. <laughs> so he, he did this decoration, mm -hmm. and he wanted to tell the history uh, on the hat. Mm -hmm. All the people on it are either Olympians, or they're world class, or they're, or their gold medal winners, mm -hmm. or medal winners, and mm -hmm. so on. So you know that's where they are. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. Wow. And so I, I wear the I wear the hat because it it tells history, and people will always ask about it. Mm -hmm. You know. And we, and we can't you can't look at the hat and not see Bullet Bob Pointer. Everybody has a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has a nickname. Oh, yeah. And Chuck, and Chuck uh, Alexander during the game, everybody had a nickname. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, you're there. You're with legendary coach Bob Winter. This Bud Winter. Bud Winter. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Bud Winter, mm -hmm. who transforms in many ways the, the, the field of sprinting and in, in some ways sports altogether with this notion of relax and win. Mm -hmm. um, how, how, how have you lived into that? How difficult was that for you to to grasp? Well, see, I'd never really been coached a mm -hmm. lot, so I really didn't know anything <laughs> at all. So he was, he was my first real coach. Hmm. Uh, when I was in high school, I had a coach who was a counselor, mm -hmm. and uh, he, you know, he didn't know too much about track, <laughs> but he, you know, he had a, he, they won the Southern Cal Championship. Wow. People would write him letters, and they would, talk about how did you train these guys? Mm -hmm. He said, well, I give them a basketball and let them play. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> he's honest. Like, you know? Let's tell the truth, right? Like, I didn't. <laughs> and, and he had, he's coached for three years. And he, had, he had a champion every year. So, <laughs> talk about being blessed. <laughs> but Bud, Bud was a, he was the most unique hmm. man. He was a Christian man. Mm -hmm. And uh, he he was different from yeah. anybody I'd ever met. He he's like a, when I first met him the first day uh, I was uh, I we went down the track early. Mm -hmm. the tracks down there on Seventh Street, mm -hmm. and you know where the Simcoe Center is now. That's where the track was. Mm -hmm. So uh, we wait for the coach. Mm -hmm. So I look at. The, across the field and somebody's driving across the field in an old Ford and he has gun racks on it he has fishing poles <laughs> and, and <laughs> looked like a farmer I thought oh man I said who is this guy you know yeah but he was a he was actually a genius because mm -hmm. you know he was a great motivator yeah and uh, he knew how to uh, he could sell ice to the Eskimos, you know, he was, <laughs> he, you know, everything he said, you know, you kind of believe Yeah. And he, he was one of the first ones to come out with, uh, you know, relaxation mm -hmm. in sports. Because if you notice, if you look at all-star athletes, one thing they have in common, it almost looks like it's really easy for them. Mm. 
and that's the, the period of relaxation. Yeah. And that's what he taught because he happened to be uh, involved with World War II and mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. As a, he trained uh, pilots and stuff yeah. to relax under pressure wow. as they were fighter pilots. Mm -hmm. So uh, as he began to teach, he taught his theory. Mm -hmm. And he, and he wrote a whole bunch of books, you yep. know, and that was one of them mm -hmm. that Relaxing you probably books. read. Mm -hmm. And they said, do you, if, do you want to be a sprinter? And he, he liked sprinting and he liked high jumping. And he wrote books on that mm -hmm. and stuff. And I remember him, he actually passed away uh, when he was being inducted to the Hall of Fame. Wow. You know, an mm -hmm. outstanding man. Mm -hmm. And so you get a chance to learn under a world-renowned coach. Mm -hmm. you, you go on to set records and mm -hmm. hold titles, uh, so many different ones, right? I, I'll have to go through the list and didn't even pay attention to. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> More than I can fathom. Yeah. Mind-blowing, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't believe that I, I, I've been inducted to a bunch of Hall of Fames. Wow. And, I, and you know, I, stuff that, uh, that was never planned by me. Yeah. You know, this is actually God's story. You know? Absolutely. Uh, because I never expected nothing, you know, mm. but uh, God had a plan. And, yes, he did. And, Which, great segue, right? So, like, you know, then for you in all that you're doing, how, how did faith or did faith kind of play a part into becoming a world-class sprinter? Well, uh, one thing it did was, you know, I was not, uh, we were not wealthy, you know, mm -hmm. we were poor, but I traveled all over the world. Mm -hmm. I went to Europe, I went to Africa, and uh, I've been to a lot of different places. I was, I was, I was in Africa when uh, a lot of those countries were getting their independence mm -hmm. at that particular time. And so, you know, I saw that. And uh, we did clinics and, and oh, I t I, I, one thing I, I tell, you, tell you about, I'm kind of jumping around, That's so. Totally fine. You know, you gotta hang with me. Absolutely, <laughs> we're in it together. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, I finished uh, second in NC2A and uh, I was on the, the, the uh, they had the Russia USA meet. Mm. I, I was a gold medalist uh, in the four by one relay and second in the hundred to Ray Norton. Multiples of one, two in that meet, and that's against <laughs> the, the Russians during the wow. Cold War and stuff. Which I know means a whole lot. So here it is. Yeah. We're in the Cold War, and the best American athletes mm. are black. Like this is just mind blowing. Um, even if you still think about race relations and all at the time, how much African-Americans continue to push the, the envelope forward even in representing the country. Well, you know, being an African-American, -Amer you also have to realize that you didn't, you didn't have a lot of uh, choices. Mm -hmm. And so you were sort of uh, lumped into one area, you know. You usually basketball or yeah. football, mm -hmm. track, otherwise poor people's sports. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. you know? It doesn't it doesn't cost a lot. You can you can cost. you can run outside. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. but you, you're definitely not gonna be playing golf. <laughs> so <laughs> you might not be the next Waldo Polo guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and so 
So now you do this, you learn under coach, you, I mean, you get this stuff, but then even after your career ends, in many ways, you start a brand new career, world renowned in many ways in coaching. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing when you, when you talk about a career, I, I, I had no examples of people that had done stuff. Yeah. So I really didn't, although I went to school, mm -hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so. I had God had a plan, mm -hmm. and I didn't plan nothing. I just kind of went along with whatever, <laughs> whatever it was. And so, it's funny, you know, you know I, I had a, a long career mm -hmm. uh, in track. Yep. You know, a lot of wins, a lot of championships, a lot of travel, and then it's over. Yeah. And, and I tell you how it was over. Uh, for me, you know, like, most of the, the guys I, I talk about made the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And they always associate me with the Olympics because I didn't. Hmm. But that was my goal. Hmm. You know, your goal was to make the Olympics. Okay, okay. And yet, I never made it. Hmm. But why is it that I'm associated with these Olympians mm -hmm. all the time? Mm -hmm. My name always comes up <laughs> with them, mm -hmm. you know? And so, when you look at God and you look at God's plan, he had a plan for me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what it was at that particular time. Mm -hmm. So as a result of that plan, it, it also involved who I am as a person mm -hmm. and stuff. You know, the person that I've come in contact with all help to develop who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I never knew I was going to become a teacher. Hmm. You know, mm -hmm. somebody told me that crazy. You know? <laughs> I never knew I was going to teach DIW. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, I was pulled into that. <laughs> and you know, it's kind of funny. You know, when you look at your life and where it has gone. Mm -hmm. You're just amazed yeah. what what God does. Absolutely, it was kind of funny thing. Like like when my career was ended, I ended. I had a, a poor season, uh, my third year in college mm -hmm. in NC2A. I didn't do very well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So after that, track was over. Mm -hmm. That I thought. Mm -hmm. And then I got married at a very early age, immature, but I got married. Luckily, because she was an angel, my angel. <laughs> so I got married early. Mm -hmm. Then guess what? Mm. I got drafted in the army. Mm. And I hadn't finished school. Mm. So I hadn't finished school. I'm drafted in the army. And all of a sudden, I thought the world was going to end mm. because that was when, you know, people yeah. getting killed in the, you know, the war. They serious. You know? Yeah. So they sent me to uh, Fort Ord, right down here to Monterey. Mm -hmm. And they're going to train me, you know, to be a soldier. And I'm thinking, oh, the worst is worse. He got <laughs> married. My wife is by herself. Yeah. And she moved to Berkeley. And here I am in the service. And then it's about six weeks. Mm -hmm. On the fifth week, some general flies out from Washington and they want to see me. And I thought 
I said, well, man, am I in trouble? <laughs> right. What did I do? You know, because you, you don't want people Absolutely. calling on And then he, he walked in and he said, where do you want to be stationed? I said, well, where do you want to be stationed? I never heard anybody asking you where you want to be stationed. <laughs> you know, in the military, they tell right. you what right. you want. You're going here. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, because we have noticed that you are a world-class athlete and we mm. want you on the, the, the all-military track team for special <laughs> service. And we want you to choose where you're going to train. You think, what's the chance of that? <laughs> wow. How does God do that? <laughs> and so I don't know anything about what's going on. Mm -hmm. So there's a map in the back and I'm trying to figure out how I could get close to my wife. Mm -hmm. So she's in Berkeley and I see a spot that says Presidio hmm. of San Francisco. I don't know nothing about Presidio. <laughs> so I decided, well, I'm going to pick Presidio. Mm -hmm. And the, the general said, all right, we're going to send you to Presidio uh, to train for track. Good idea. <laughs> so I went back and told everybody, hey, mm -hmm. I'm going to Presidio. Mm -hmm. And orders came down that said something different. It said Fort Dugway, Utah. That's where they dropped the atomic bomb. <laughs> and I'm saying, oh, God. I said, this man tried to fool me. <laughs> and then they had some orders that came down and overrode those, okay. and they said Presidio. Okay. okay. So I go to Presidio, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. San Francisco. And there's a lot of history here, so I love you, it. you're hanging with me. I'm in this. All right, so I go to Presidio, mm -hmm. and uh, then I, I report to the gym, because mm -hmm. that's where I'm assigned to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the guy is a basketball coach, and he's a, he's a head basketball coach of the world basketball team that has all the people that have, were stars in college, mm -hmm. they're on this world team because they want to be there by in the world. Mm -hmm. And then he, he looks at me, he says, we don't have a track team here, we don't even have a track. <laughs> he says, well, since you're here, I'm gonna give you a vehicle and I'm gonna let you train where you want to, you just you decide, make out your schedule. So what happened was that he said, well, we'll let you off work and at three o'clock you can drive a van down somewhere to train. So I'm looking around and I said, well, San Francisco State is close. Mm -hmm. So I picked San Francisco State as a place to train. Mm -hmm. It's just me by myself, using, you know, Bud Winters mm -hmm. techniques and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I had one guy named uh, Jim Brown. Jim Brown was, uh, became the, a good friend of mine. He became uh, the all, he became the, the record holder of the high jump and the, uh, the star basketball coach at Oakland Tech High hmm. and stuff. And he was, their team practiced early, so I couldn't practice with them. Mm -hmm. But he, I practiced with him because he had a late class. And so he trained with me. <laughs> and so since he was a high jumper, he had never done that much running. So he went from six, five to seven foot. Wow. And then he was their, their, their all, all American <laughs> athlete at San Francisco State. Just so, training with you. 
Yeah, and then me, I'm, I'm able to go to San Jose State to work with my college coach sometimes mm -hmm. and make out my schedule. Then the Army would send me to, to some place to train. In the, in the winter, they would send me to uh, West Point. Mm -hmm. So I trained indoor, for indoor track. Mm -hmm. And then during the, during the <laughs> spring, they would send me to, to uh, uh, Baylor uh, University. In Texas. Texas, and I trained down there. So that's, so, and then, then, then they were sent to Europe to run in the military championships, which I won two years. Wow. So had it not been for that, I wouldn't have been able to have any post-college track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which opens the door to coaching and yeah. everything else. And that's another story. <laughs> okay, I hope I'm not... No, talking, talking too much. No, this this is this is a, this is your highlight. This oh, is okay. amazing. All right. Um, so I get back. So I'm, I need a job. Mm -hmm. So I go to out to uh, work for uh, Job Corps okay. out, out in Pleasanton. Okay. The Santa Rita Jail is right now. So I'm I'm out there, and as a result of that. Uh, I work in the Job Corps, and guess what? I met a lot of people that worked for IBM. Mm -hmm. They came through there, mm -hmm. like Raymond Strom and mm -hmm. people like that. Mm -hmm. And th there I was. And then this is when George Foreman comes from Houston to there. <laughs> so happened to have, and he got started boxing mm -hmm. where I was. Right wow. There. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's part of studying. I'm, I'm kind of jumping around. So. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm seeing all these inter interconnections. Right? Yeah, and an another interconnection that you don't see, we, we talked about Presidio, right? Mm -hmm. I was at Presidio and I worked in the gym when the Warriors first came from Philadelphia to Presidio. Mm -hmm. they trained, I trained with them every day. <laughs> and one of my friends was Will Chamberlain. Really? Yeah. Cause I used to shoot free throws with him because I could beat him in free throws <laughs> and, and stuff like that. So they got their start mm -hmm. there when I was at Presidio. Wow. I, every day, um, that was my work assignment. <laughs> so I'd play basketball, you know, shoot baskets <laughs> and mess around and talk to all of them. That's when the Warriors first arrived here. Wow. I'm, I'm trying to think about all the stuff that happened to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and one thing I want to make sure that, of course, we get a chance to highlight, though, is as you transition into coaching, what, le what leads you to, to coach, like, multiple Olympians? Gold medal? Well, that wasn't planned. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't my plan. You know, like, I, I didn't know that, like, my father passed away and we moved to Pasadena. Okay. And I had a friend of mine who was a, a college uh, roommate. Okay. He invited me to come to San Jose. Mm -hmm. And he said, because uh, I worked as a, down there, I was a uh, social worker for Head Start. Okay. And so I had that kind of training also. And uh, he said, he made a statement. He said, why don't you go apply for a job uh, as a teacher in the Eastside Union School District? Yeah, what the heck, I already got a job, so I didn't really need mm -hmm. it. So I went, and this was in 69, you know, right after 68. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and all of a sudden they said, oh, we need you now. And this is when they were interested in including uh, black history mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. on. And Silver Creek was a brand new school. And they said, well, we, we, we'll give you a job at Silver Creek okay. in October. School started in September. And we'll make a class, classes for you. And so that's how I, so I walked in there. They had a, an, an African-American vice principal named Alan Hopewell. Okay. And uh, he looked at me and he said, well, we're going to have you teach African-American history. <laughs> and then I want you to be ahead of the BSU. That sounds like a good idea, except <laughs> I went to a school that didn't have a BSU. <laughs> they only had 20 African-Americans in the school. <laughs> so I didn't know that. I had never taken an African-American history class. Huh. And yet I've got to teach it and organize <laughs> for the whole district. <laughs> What's the chances of that? <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm saying, boy, God put a dollar on my plate. <laughs> so I'm looking around. So I said, well, give us a chance to move back up to San Jose because mm -hmm. we, you know, we sold our house and we moved up here. Mm -hmm. So I start out coaching cross-off basketball, mm -hmm. and then they found out, of course, I had a track background, <laughs> so naturally I'm going right. to be the track coach. Right. So I become the track coach, mm -hmm. a track coach. One of them, I became an assistant coach okay. in charge of the sprinters. Okay. And then out of that, I started you know, my philosophy is that everybody's supposed to do good. It doesn't change mm -hmm. whether it was in the classroom mm -hmm. or whether it was on the field. It's all the same principle. Yep. Principle is that I expect people to do their best, yeah. even if you win or lose. Absolutely. And if you keep doing it, you're going to lose. So don't worry about it. <laughs> That's part of life. Yeah. And stuff. So I always took that principle and I always had a lot of Sprinters, mm -hmm. using breadwinners' principles. Yeah, yeah. always. Mm. And everybody said, "Well, how do you have so many sprinters?" I said, "Well, I don't know. They just do what I tell them to do, <laughs> and you know, they believe in you, and, mm -hmm. and so and I, and I tried to project a positive role model, yeah. you know, for them. Yeah. And then out of that, who would think that two Olympians would come out of that? You know, they, they during they came out of the same neighborhood, <laughs> East Side. Really? So, yeah. They they didn't live too far away from each other. Wow. They were about four years apart. Wow. And I made them all leaders mm -hmm. in the BSU. They were in my class. Everybody wanted to take African American history, mm -hmm. so they took the course, and, mm -hmm. and they 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 that that was an elective course. Mm -hmm. U.S. course was was required, mm -hmm. so they had two history courses. And I always kid them. I always say, you know. You have a more complete history than anybody else. Correct. Yeah, because you had both. Both. <laughs> and then uh, I had, uh, you know, Millard Hampton, a guy that I coached for six years. Hmm. And he made the Olympic team when I was coaching at Seventh Day City College. Mm -hmm. I coached over there for six years. Okay. While I was teaching. <laughs> while I had a family. Yeah. So, it, 
busyness is not something that you're not uh not not used to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I got a chance. All the the principles that I learned mm -hmm. in training, I applied it to the classroom. Mm -hmm. It's all the same to me. Yeah. yeah. I expect them people kids to be to do well. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you were talking to Ben Johnson over there. I had his kid. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And they used to say, uh, Coach Point is crazy. He'll come <laughs> to your house. <laughs> you, you don't want to be messing up with him. <laughs> and that's true. Because <laughs> right. you expect it in all, all aspects of life, right? Yeah. It's not just these track principles literally become life principles. Yeah. Yeah. They were. And that, that's, that's what my life has been based upon. And I still have kids today. And they always talk about what I did. Yeah. I was talking to, I started the first girls team, by the way, mm. too, which is another story. <laughs> and so, you know, I've done a, in my life, you know, yeah. I, I've had a full life, you know. Yes. These 85 years. Of, <laughs> 85 years young. Have, have uh, been around, you know. Yeah. I, and I look at my life and I've really been blessed. Yeah, absolutely. You know. One thing that a kid told me, you know, he was, you know, I, I also won a, war, a bunch of awards mm -hmm. and I was teacher of the year and uh, mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, and he said, you're a good teacher. And I said, well, why do you think that? Mm -hmm. You know, cause I don't look at myself as nothing special mm -hmm. cause I'm looking at a whole bunch of good people, <laughs> you know, really good. Yeah, yeah and stuff, they said, well, because you care. Mm. You know, that's wow, mm. that's heavy. Mm. Because, and I did care, you know, I care about them, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted them to be successful. I always told them, if you're successful, I'm successful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's important mm -hmm. for, you know, for me. Mm -hmm. Because I know I'm never broke. Because because you, you're gonna have some money, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't call on nobody broke. <laughs> well, first let me say thank you so much. As we open up our celebration for Black History, um, what a great way to do it. With just a, an amazing life, a God-filled life. You know, like you didn't try to do all of these things. God does it. But for this moment to be able to tell your story, you truly are a living legend. And um, I'm so thankful that you took this time to sit down and just share a little bit. Hopefully, yeah, well, I, well, hopefully we'll get together again because there's, there's some stories that I still want to well, dig further into. There's, there's a, a, you know, when you're 85 years old, you, you, you live a long time. <laughs> uh, you, when you get there. Prayerfully uh, so. You'll see that. <laughs> Prayerfully so. Yeah, I was trying to remember all the stuff because I was at this church before this was built mm. and before that family life seminary was built. Mm -hmm. They had just had one building. Mm. That was a long time ago. It was. Ago. And I'm trying to think of all the people that were, you know, my mentors. I had a lot of great mentorship here, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that, that was here. Deacon Dillon, mm -hmm. um, I remember him and mm -hmm. he shared. Deacon Little, yeah, you know, all those people have gone, yeah, you know? yeah, 
And I was talking to uh, Deacon Davis the other day, and he, mm -hmm. he was, he knows all, everything there is to know about <laughs> anything. A mind like a steel trap, yeah. I tell you, I tell you. And stuff, and so uh, it was, you know, wonderful talking to him about what this church has gone through, you know. And remember when you came, you know. Mm -hmm. Almost 11 years now. Yeah, I remember you said you were going to stay for what? But 20. Five? No, 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 I said, I, I've always said 20. So we got yeah, nine years, y'all. No. <laughs> 20. Oh, that was the goal? Right. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, so uh, thank you for uh, including me in this great celebration. I, yeah. I feel honored. It was kind of nerve-wracking because I didn't know uh, what you wanted to talk about. Cause, there's so much too, because <laughs> it's so much. But well, I think well, you did a phenomenal that, job. Well, and, and that's the problem with me, you know. Like kids say, "Well, tell your story." I said, "Well, it's like a book. Like somebody read that <laughs> roar thing. They said, man, that's a book.' Right? You know? Yeah. You know, and I said, "Yeah," and I've been trying to write it. And my son, you know, I have a, a great family. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a great wife. We've been married 61 years. Mm. And I've had a grandson. One of them is a grad student at USC. He graduates uh, in in the spring. <clears throat> I have another one at Cal Berkeley. Mm. And I have a son who's a graduate of San Jose State, also who's wow. who's a coach, <laughs> track coach. Never thought he'd do that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing he knows. I guess. <laughs> He grew up in the track house. Yeah, and I have a daughter up in up in Polyoop, uh, Washington, hmm. and stuff, who, and a granddaughter. Hmm. So, you know, and they're doing fine. I yeah. mean, you know, I have, uh, I've been blessed Absolutely. Know, in my life, and, and I'm here. You know, I enjoy uh, Emmanuel. Amen. You know, this is like you know, like a home yeah, uh, to me, you know. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, Hope that you will be blessed by hearing such an amazing story and be inspired to continue to live legacy too. God bless y'all and see you next time.